now, the thrilling conclusion of what lurks in the woods. And you're all out of initiative. I'll drop the wind wall once I'm sure that I can drop the wind wall. Okay. Y'all all right? How long does the uh, blinded condition last? You are no longer blinded once you got out of the... Once you got out of the restrained condition, you were no longer blinded. Okay, cool. Goes over, kind of reforms <clears throat> from the insects. From the, what the? What, what? What happened? What's going on? Why is my back on fire? What, uh, ah, ah. That was me. I'm sorry. I was trying to snap you out of a trance, but it didn't seem to work. Uh, honestly, you could have just let that one go. But yeah, no, he was <laughs> trying to help. Don't worry about it. Why is everybody in the woods? Ah, wait. Well, I mean, so, you serious so for the you. thing we're doing? <laughs> we 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 saw one of the white masked people. Let's kind of what? There was a troll. What? Yeah, there's also Why one of the white masked people. Why did just walk away? I wanted, I wanted to catch the white mask guy. Is the white mask still like on the ground? You said it is. Roderick's gonna go over and pick it up. Okay, roll me an investigation check. Ah, shit. Can I give him flash of genius? Sure, I don't know what that is, but it sounds good. <laughs> uh, flash of genius, since he's within 30 feet of me, I can cast that, and he can add my intelligence modifier to his roll. So whatever you roll, add five to Arthur. Can I just try roll to assist and give, or do something to assist and give him, like, advantage on the investigation check? Sure, yeah, yeah, do it. All those things. Teamwork. Okay. We're going to do all of this in a roll of 20. It's not going to matter. <laughs> 19. What, Arthur? 19. 19. Hey. So you pick the mask up off the ground. And when you see it there at first, you're thinking of like a a porcelain mask. But when you touch it, it doesn't feel like porcelain. Porcelain is kind of cold and stony to the touch. This feels thinner, but somehow even stronger. And it's hot. Like, almost burns your hands when you pick it up. And you you almost drop it at first in that moment. And then it starts to crumble and fall away as it hits the ground. In this, like, white powdery sheen that coats everything. What did you do? I just touched it. I didn't expect it to fall away from me. Stand back. Let me take a look at it. And I and I and I pull out my uh, my my alchemist tools uh, from my from my belt pouch, which just has a whole bunch of like things I can use to like hold it safely and pick it apart. Is is there a role I can make to investigate or arcana or whatever I need to do? Yeah, sure. Roll me uh, like a so an alchemy tools would be like your intelligence and proficiency modifier. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Go for it. So, yep. and my proficiency is doubled because I'm level 12. I'm going to roll a stupid high number. Oh, my God. It was stupid high. <laughs> Listen, it, it, it's over 30. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math, but it's over 30. Oh, my gosh. Uh, over 30. Okay. So, uh, you lean down. You're getting a sample of this. And you're pressing it between your fingers. And it's not... It's not clumping. It's not caking. You try to mix it with a bit of water or other solvents that you have, and it doesn't seem to dissolve in anything. And when you, when you smell it gently, 
it has this smell of like a like a burning earthy smell to it. Is it similar to the goo Mila gave me? It doesn't seem anything like that. And as a matter of fact, your instinct at this point is that this is not a native substance to Vela. No. That's not normal. I have never, never seen anything like this anywhere in the country or in the woods for that matter. This is completely foreign, borderline, alien. I... This this is weird coming out of my mouth, but I do not know what this is. Can I utilize um like druid craft or something to see if I have any inkling of where it could have come from? Especially with my stars affinities. Interesting question. I'm going to say you don't have to roll. Because he already rolled like over 30. So you're not going to get more information. But I am going to say that you, Kit, would have the immediate inclination to think, yeah, I mean, this probably came from the stars. Like, where else would it come from? <laughs> it has this twinkling <laughs> quality to it. Almost like it, it almost shimmers in the light when the light hits it. Um, like, like really fine, like sandstone. So, yeah, your, your first inclination is like this is star stuff do you have a star you might be you're right hol- you're you're holding the galaxy oh well i wouldn't go that far but how does it the stars are up there <laughs> no i mean they're all around us and no i'm pretty sure they're in the sky well they're there too. But look at it. Look at it. It's it's shiny dirt. Kit, Kit sounds insane, but they do have a point. Star dust stars can come out of the sky and land amongst dust and uh-huh. Can I eat it? I would in your condition, I would not recommend it. <laughs> but that must be fine. Did you see when Roderick held it and it burned? He's right, it did. It does look like it might taste sparkly. I, again, I do not I do say, not yeah. eat the sample of the thing that just tried to kill the goblin. <laughs> a, it'll hurt you. B, we need it for science. I mean, it's like the ultimate revenge to try to hurt me, so I eat it. What if we just like, like, like taste a little bit of it? Just like a real quick, like. Mm. I I swear on my mother, if any of you try to eat this, I will stab you. I would like for you all to roll me perception checks and let me know if any of you roll 20 or higher. So close. (laughs) 19. I'm mad as hell. 20 dirty. I rolled a two. Natural 20. (laughs) What? When it matters. What did you get, Roderick? Uh, Dirty 20. Perfect. So Roderick and Guzzlegorp, you're listening to them talking about this thing. Uh, Guzzlegorp, you are thinking about eating the, the powdery substance. And both of you start to feel, um, 
An uneasy sensation, like the ground below you is starting to become less stable. What the hell? Nobody else notices it yet. Hey guys, um, we should probably move. What? Yeah, I agree. We're just, we've been in one spot too long. Can we just go to the tree and continue? Maybe we'll find another troll. I'm not seeing that first, but I mean, yeah, let's just step away from here really quick. I'm getting some bad juju vibes. Fine by me. To the tree. Okay. As you all just start to mosey away. You all start to notice that the ground is becoming less and less stable. And it's getting hotter. Almost like there is a heat radiating up from beneath you. And now you can hear a rumble. To the tree faster. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ilya. Yeah. As we feel this rumbling, um... Guzzlecorp starts to just kind of fly as uh, his somehow, impossibly. (laughs) Naturally. He has has an ability called Writhing writhing Tide that just as a bonus section, I get a fly speed of 10 feet. Perfect. You start to fly (laughs) to keep your footing. The rest of you are starting to stumble as this earthquake or whatever is happening is getting stronger. And on top of that, the heat is almost becoming unbearable. And I need everybody to roll initiative. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like I had this exact same roll last time. Oh, seven. 14. Eight. It's because you're flying. Did you say eight, <laughs> Roderick? You said eight. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, and Dr. Key, what did you get? 16. And of course, I rolled really bad. Let's go. <laughs> because my dice are out to hurt me today. So, Guzzlegorp, you watch as your friends are starting to move faster, starting to run. You fly up 10 feet to get off of this uneven ground. You happen to glance behind you, and you see a large black piece of something crest out of the ground, almost like a wave. Like it's riding through the ground itself like water and dive back down. Land shark. Um, is there a skill I might roll to see if I can recognize it? Roll me a nature check. <sighs> Land shark. Land shark. <gasps> um, that would be a 14. It, the... This black thing that you saw rise out of the ground reminded you very much of the things that were twisting out of that aberration sleeves that looked like hands. Only uh, if that thing was like slightly larger than medium, this is gargantuan for how it is 
affecting everything around it. And it is definitely an aberration. Wonderful. Am I able to attack it? It is now underground. So no. Okay. Um, in that case, I am going to just fly 10 feet higher up in the air and hover there and pull out my bow. All right. Dr. Key, you are up. Uh, does Gus say anything? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, jerk. Gus is going like, hey, guys, um, there's something on the ground. It, it, like, it, I think it's going to try and eat us. It's a giant worm, but it's black, and it's, yeah, yeah, um, keep, might want to keep running. This isn't going to be good. Okay. Uh, in that case, Key's just going to run away? <laughs> run away. <laughs> Maybe, maybe if we get out of this clearing, we'll be safe there, but, I mean, yeah. Um, she's going to run 50 feet, because that's her speed. Okay. Uh, and then she's going to climb into a tree. Guzzlegorp, you have a pretty good image of... You can kind of see where this thing is moving and trailing them, because the ground above it is slightly caving in as it makes its its progress. And you can see that Dr. Key is outpacing how fast this thing can burrow. Okay. Yeah, well, they're doing great there, Doc. You're right. If the thing can't keep catch up to you, you can keep ahead of it. No problem. Kit, you are up. Um, I'm really sorry. Did you say that we can or we cannot see it? So if you turn around now, you, you can't see the creature itself, but you can see that it is gaining on you as the ground above it is slowly caving in as it's moving through the ground. How far is that area from where we are at? It's probably about 20 feet behind you. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Uh, really, I'm just going to hold an action until I can see it. Um, is everyone moving or did any of you stop? Like, Are we still... I'm still moving. Goes went up in the air. I went 50 feet ahead into a tree. Okay, uh, well, because um, I'm hoping we're all still going. <laughs> That's my plan. Uh, okay. You fucking so, better be. Holy hell. Um, I'm I'm going to hold my action. I'm, I'm holding Moonbeam, if it matters, at fourth level. All right. Perfect. Nice. Guzzlegorp, you would know that Kit is not fast enough to outpace this thing. Okay. Kit. Okay, gotta go, gotta go picker. I don't know. <laughs> Roderick, you're up. Um, so it's me and Kit that are like lagging behind. Uh, I assume Milo is also not fast enough to get away from this thing. I, I got a spell for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Could be fast enough. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want me to? I, I was going to cast haste. Oh, no, you don't have to do it yet. It's okay, just making sure. Yeah. Because Kit's a Kalistar, so technically she's a medium while I'm a small, Correct. right? Uh, shit. No, I'm just going to keep running. Okay. Double move? Yep. You're pretty fast, right? 60 feet total with a double move. Easy. You are outpacing this thing. No problem. Speed walking with a cane. <laughs> All right. So shoes. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> like every step. <laughs> Milo, you are up. 
Yeah, I'm going to cast haste on. We we said Kit wasn't going fast enough, right? Kit is not moving fast enough. Okay. Uh, my Milo doubles back a little bit and and catches up with Kit and like puts um a gloved hand on. You're a medium size, so like her hip, <laughs> and, and and I and I cast haste, which will give you a bonus of. Uh, plus two to your AC, your speed doubles, and you have advantage on deck saving throws until the spell ends. Uh, you can also use an action to dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. Cool. And my speed's 25, so I'm just going to do my best. Okay. <laughs> yes, so uh, Milo is lagging behind quite a bit at this point which is unfortunate because it is now the worm's turn milo the ground below you starts to fall as uh i don't know if you guys watch dune everything starts to slowly slide (laughs) into this gaping maw of just like blood red teeth and gums and tendrils and let's see if it hits you that is a 24 to hit yeah that'll hit me and you are going to take um, 21 points of piercing damage and I need you to make a dex saving throw DC 18 okay Gotcha. Milo, fairly well. <laughs> 19. <laughs> you manage to scramble up the side just as this thing's mouth slams shut. It actually, like, pulls the toe of one of your shoes off. <laughs> as it, As it kind of crests and lands, and you just manage to scurry out of the way. <laughs> okay. So... Top of the round, Guzzlegorp. Is it visible to me? So now? I was holding an action. Oh, wait, yes. Wait, when wait. it came out, you can use your action kit. All right. Um, and that is a. I was moonbeaming. Yes. I need a con save, please. DC seventeen. It actually succeeded. It got like a twenty-three. That was yeah. not well, the I time, Leah. Ah, oh, thank God. <laughs> One good roll. Um, Seven and seven, so fourteen. What kind of damage is this? Yeah, I think it's radiant. Oh, is it radiant? Because that matters. (laughs) Um, yes, radiant damage. Okay, so it's going to take that damage. But at the same time, your spell goes off, striking this thing, crashing down from the sky. And you watch as the outside of it shimmers, and then there's an explosion as the radiant energy ricochets off of the creature, damaging it, but also damaging both you and Milo. You both take (laughs) the same amount of damage. Fuck. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Super fuck. How much damage is that? 14. 14. 
Okay. I'm not doing real great. <laughs> All right. Like I'm I'm way less than half. <laughs> Guzzle Gorp, it's your turn now. And it is visible this time. It is visible, yes. Cool. Um I am going to fire my longbow at it twice. However, first as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns at third level. All right. So all right, so I'm going to roll my two attacks. Uh, that's going to be a 15 and a 25. Only one of those hits. I'm guessing the 25 hits? No, no, it's the 15. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so once again. Whoa, it's man. actually reversed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're getting, are we going back to Thaco now? Oh, God. Hold on, no. My calculator. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so um, as before, again, like some of his insects swarm alongside his arrow when he fires it out. So he's going to also do some damage with the gathering swarm ability on this thing. Um, so that's going to be a total of nothing. Total of points. nothing. That's <laughs> uh, a mathing. It's oh. a total of 20 points of piercing damage and nap. Yeah, 20 points of piercing, and now I need a DC 14 deck save. It fails. Shockingly, the gargantuan worm (laughs) fails the deck save. So it's taking an extra 3d10 piercing damage. Uh, That's going to be a 6, 4, and 8 for 18 more points of piercing damage. Nice. Actually, hold on a second. I think I can actually uh, re-roll this four as part of my piercer feat. Go for it. And I rolled another four. Perfect. (laughs) So. uh, We're doing great. Yeah. You send off this arrow that splits into multiple arrows and it's like. What, what do they say in 300? Our arrows shall blot out the sun. Or whatever. They all come flying down into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Stabbing all through it. And then your little bugs start crawling all over it and biting. And uh, Guzzlegorp, because you're so in tune with your bugs, you would know that as they're biting, causing this piercing damage, they're dying. Uh, no. <laughs> no. He's going to... Um... Go ahead and fly up another 10 feet in the air. Okay. Dr. Key, you are up. I guess we're hitting the thing. Um, she's going to jump out of the tree and rage and just run straight back at the, the worm <laughs> with her piece of wood out. And just straight up just like jump attack it. I dig it. Um, And miss for her first one for an 11. And the second one is a 26. Yeah, that'll hit. That'll hit. Um, So it will take 15 damage. Okay. And she's going to uh, wound it. So it takes 1d4 necrotic damage at the start of its turn. Unless it makes a con save on its turn. All right. Badass. Next up. Ooh, and then she's ahead. going to use the remaining, like, 15 feet of her movement to then bounce back out away from it. <laughs> All right. Done. 
Uh, Kit, you're up. All right. Um, am I still in my starry form? You are, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead and Guiding Bolt again. I literally threw that That on is the radiant ground. damage. Guiding Bolt is radiant? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Just as a warning. Can you not? Is- <laughs> <laughs> I can. I cannot. So let's do instead. Um, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Let's try Wither and Bloom. Can I have a con save, please? A con save. It's a lot. Uh, 27. <laughs> Lord. All right. Well, um, okay. So that is eight necrotic damage. Okay. And also, Milo, you can, if you want, you can roll. Roll one unspent hit dice to regain that plus 11. Oh, I'm sorry, 10. Did you get that, Milo? I'm so sorry. What was that? So you can roll one of your hit dice, which for an artificer, I can't remember. It's a D8 or a D10, something like that. It's and a then D8? Perfect. So roll a D8, add 10, and you can heal that much. Where did I put my D8? There we go. <laughs> Uh, seven on the D8. Okay, so add 10 to that. 17. 17 healing for you. All right, and Kit, I'm assuming you're going to keep running as well. Yep. At this point, if you run your full movement, you can get out of this open space. Roderick, it is your turn. All right. Uh, am I within 90 feet of it? You absolutely are, yes. All right. First action, or I'm sorry, it's bonus action, Hex, uh, action, Eldritch Blast. And uh, I'm going after its dexterity for Hex. All right. Done. Just as a forewarning. Uh, Natural 19. That'll hit. Uh, Let's see. 15? Nope. All right. And 18. Plus something. Yeah, that'll hit. Some. Okay, so we got five, six, seven, eight force damage plus five necrotic damage and 15 force damage plus two necrotic damage. Roderick, you uh, do quite a bit of damage to this thing. Uh, the When you hit it for that 15 force, you actually watch one of these blackened barb-like appendages bust off and like go flying. It hits a tree and it starts to crack almost like what you would picture like a black glass would do if you threw it at a tree. All right. And then I'm going to keep moving if, unless everybody else has stopped. Well, at this point, the only one who's still, Within this thing's range is Milo. Yes, and fix it's, that. It's Milo's turn. <laughs> Let's fix that without consuming a spell slot. Mm-hmm. At least not in third level. I am going to use one of my empty flasks to create an experimental elixir. And 
it's going to be one for swiftness, which will increase my speed by 10 feet for one hour, which will bump me up to 35. I love this mental image of you <laughs> running. This worm is like trying to eat you, and you're like mixing. Yeah, just like going through the bag. There's beakers <laughs> flying behind me, some red and blue liquids swirling it around, smelling it, being like, whatever, and then just drinking it. <laughs> All right, you do so. It happens. Perfect. And you run, and you keep running. And so to see if you outrun this, yeah. We are going to make a dex check versus the worm's dex check. But Roderick just hexed it, so it has disadvantage, and it has a low dex. So you have a good shot. Yeah. Uh, 13. Five. <laughs> so, Milo, you do the whole, like, movie thing where you're running towards the edge of the woods, and you, like, dive in over this rock just as this thing crests up to bite you and then slams back down into the earth. <laughs> I turn around and I'm like, that's right! That's right! <laughs> Science over <laughs> bullshit, baby. <laughs> Guzzlecorp, roll me a perception check or a survival check, whichever you prefer. Would I get my favorite terrain bonus on this? Yes, you would. Okay. They're the same either way. It's going to be 13 on the die for a total of 23 perception. You watch the path of this thing as it does a complete circuit of the area, hunting, waiting to see if any of you touch back down in this area where hunting is easier. And then you watch as it sort of trails off in a southerly direction and then either dives deeper or waits. You're not sure, but you stop seeing the tracks above ground. Okay. Um, at this point, so my rising tide only lasts for a minute. So I'm sure it's probably worn out by this point. He'll uh, land down there near where the other side is. Like, so, um, guys, it looks like it, it headed off to the south. I don't know. It kind of vanished. I like, you know how it kept bubbling up the ground while it was moving around and stuff like that? Um, it stopped doing that. So I'm not really sure which, which go, where it's going now. But, like, yeah, guys, guys, that thing's really, really bad news bears. <laughs> I, I, I kind of don't want to go after it again because, like, I kept murdering all my friends. And I've lost a lot of those friends now already. Wait, what's to the south? Yeah, is there anything particular to the south of where we are? I'm just going to use your last check. Um, so there are outposts to the south. There's nothing. I mean, there's outposts in every direction, though. You know that the tree you're looking for is further north. It seems like this thing went in the exact opposite direction of where you were going. I mean, guys, like, Sure, there's outpost pattern. Honestly, probably maybe it's just wouldn't go hibernate, or maybe it's going to die before it gets anywhere safe. It is the opposite direction of where we're supposed to go, though. So, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think we should go that way. So, would you say that the um, thing isn't coming to us if we're not in the clearing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it was just circling around there as if it was feeding. As I was hunting for prey, wanted to eat some chow. Do you think I could ride it? <laughs> You could, but that you should not. would be so badass, but also, like, I don't think you should touch it. Maybe okay. on the way back. Okay, we're going to try. 
Um, so I don't really feel good about leaving and knowing that people and like other things could come through here. So, um, can you just give me like 15 minutes? Um, what I want to do is I want to walk around the clearing and I'm going to use Druid craft to have, um, black rose, which means danger and rhododendron, which means nope. Opposite rhododendron means danger and black rose means death. Um, flowers all around the outside of the clearing. So, like, I feel like I'm giving people warning that they should not go in the clearing. I dig it. I love it. You do that. It is now fully dark outside. You are pretty banged up, and you know that you have a good four to six hours to go before you reach the tree. What are you doing? Are you going there as is? Are you going to try to make some sort of camp for the night? What are your plans? I would really love a long rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't see, so sleep sleep sounds good. But if we want to go, I'll figure it out. No, I mean, can't see. No point. That's like one around. We don't want you to shiver in the dark, you know? Um before your computer died uh i had asked what the sky looked like oh that is an interesting question i would like for you because this is part of your class did you you have proficiency in um perception i'm assuming i do not <laughs> oh well okay roll me a wisdom check with proficiency Uh, 25. As you are looking up at the cosmos and remembering your star charts and things, you notice that, so in the sky above Vela, there are four stars that shine incredibly brightly, as brightly as, brighter than what the, the planets that we see in the night sky are in our own world. And then the rest of the points in light and sky are impossibly far away. Uh, so far away that it's actually difficult to see most of the time. So that it really these four brilliant points of light are what usually draw your attention. And Kit, you notice that one of them, the blue star Lyra, is starting to shift in shade. You've never seen it do this before. It's becoming purple. Is there any more or less stars? It's a like relatively clear night then. Yeah, I, it's actually a very clear night. Not a single cloud seems to be in the sky. All right. Guys, look at the stars. There's so many. <laughs> They're so cool. But that one right there. That one is different. Oh, yeah. Why is it doing that? I I don't know. Do I, would I have any inkling of why a star might change color? Has this ever happened before? Roll me a history check. 17. So you know, just based on what you've perceived from these four stars, that... Different stars can be different colors, but you've never seen a star change color. 
and you never studied it, studied anything that told you that they could change color. But then again, you've seen things like shooting stars that can become more red and flare whenever they're, you know, entering our atmosphere. You've seen different colored streaks go across the sky that maybe fade from like a like a light blue to a white. But you've never seen an actual star change color. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is, this is new. It's kind of exciting. Do you think it's because we have some of the stardust in a jar now? Do we take it from that star? Is that where it came from? Maybe. You should eat it. No. (laughs) I, I, again, (laughs) bad idea, but. How do we? I think it's great. Can I make a check to see if our vial of whatever is if I can science MacGuffin an explanation between the two. Uh, what What do you mean it, to find not, out? No, 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 no. I'm not eating it. Absolutely not. I'll fight you fuckers. Like, I, I want to run with that theory that like maybe this vial came from that star somehow. Is there any way we can check that? <laughs> Um, just, just roll me an intelligence check. What a great choice. Cause I rolled a 24. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're thinking about this rationally, right? And so something interesting to note about the, the world of Vela currently is that people don't really know what these four points of light are. They're these bright lights in the skies. They've been described as lanterns, stars. Some people believe that there are other places that people could be living on, but nothing's ever been proven. So the idea pops into your head that like, certainly this could be something that came from there. Maybe this mask was made by people who live in this other place, but there's just no way to prove it. There's no real connection you can draw between the two. Okay. Yeah, I feel pretty good. So, <laughs> uh, let's, let's, so yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm like staring at it. I'm staring at the sky, and I just kind of turn over and go, I think that whatever is happening up there, there's a possibility it's impacting what's down here. But since we can't glean what that is, the only real thing we can do is, well, that, what we can do. So we, our only real option here is press forward, keep an eye on that thing, and see if we can get to the bottom of what's happening on our sphere. Okay, but hear me out. What if? We're not eating the goo. No. <laughs> what if? What if you tried to make it a mask again? My eyes get real big, and I'm like, oh, now we're talking. (laughs) What if you mixed it with your stuff, your things? I'm way ahead of you. I've already set up, like, a little (laughs) miniature lab with, like, a fire (laughs) under, like, a boiling. (laughs) What's the word I'm looking for? 
yes, like a thank Bunsen you. burner. I was a theater major, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> 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 and I'm just gonna roll to do the thing, Leah. If you don't mind, do it. Rolling roll to, to do, do the do thing. The thing that's a natural twenty. <laughs> I hate this game. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna figure that mask out, I, Lee. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this damn thing. Uh, I need I need somebody to just count the twenties that were rolled tonight. <laughs> it's at least five, at least. It's a lot. It's because my dice is very pretty. <laughs> I think it's more than that. I've had two. I think we're staring down double digits right now. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, describe to me. You're trying to compress this. You're trying to make this back into a mask, and it's currently yeah. A we're powder. reverse engineering it, so I'm not trying to like get a full on mask that you can wear. I'm not so bold to be like with the amount of sample we have, we can return it back to its original state. But I'm trying to figure out what about the properties makes it so, which will then give me a hint about what the mask can do, if that makes sense. So not so much like getting something we can use but trying to reverse engineer mm-hmm. it. So by understanding what ingredients it has, what that can tell us about what the mask is and does. Okay. So this is what you figure out. You figure out that the hotter you make this, and you are limited by the fact that you are boiling this in water. Uh, the hotter you make this, the more it compresses back into a material that could be usable. But water cannot be heated up hot enough to make this into the material. Can I firebolt it? Just head on without the water? Sure. What about <laughs> alchemist fire? Does that? Oh, yeah. I could enough? do alchemist fire. How hot does you alchemist fire? You could do alchemist fire. fire. It's a good question. I was about to Google the same thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have quite a few of those sitting around of course you do who doesn't i don't <laughs> Look, i go prepared into every single character that i make even if i do not it doesn't really it. give a heat level uh you can do a d4 of fire damage it's kind of like a molotov cocktail in certain circumstances <laughs> so this is what i will say is the hotter you get this, starting out with boiling it and then moving towards firebolting it and alchemist's fire, the hotter and longer you can keep this heated to a, an incredibly high temperature, the more the molecules seem to stick together. And at first they get a little tacky, almost like a, like a clay. And then it gets hotter and the material gets harder. And... At that point, when you start to have this breakthrough, it's you don't have the tools possible to work with this. So you understand that whatever was done to this, to be able to form this into a mask and for that thing to be able to hold that mask in place, the temperatures it was reaching must have been, you know, center of the earth hot, star hot. Intergalactic, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Stars aren't hot. They're blue. They're cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that. Okay. So I'm like, there's no way I can get this thing hot enough to do what we need it to do. But that tells me that nothing here is hot enough to do it. There's something up with the stars. 
something came from the stars and they have these things. So whatever we're up against is not of this world, I don't think. And that is both exciting and deeply terrifying. And if anyone needs me, I'm going to have a hard time sleeping. <laughs> you don't want to watch the stars? Not with me? particularly. <laughs> not with the information I have now. Hey, Leah. Yes. With that new information, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> would Ghost Corpio like think over how his swarm of insects were dying when they came in contact with like the deer or the monster? Were they? Burning to death? Or like dying from sheer heat radiating off of it? Interestingly enough, Guzzlecorp, you do have that thought. At first, you thought that it was like the necrosis and it was killing these things. Uh, Maybe it was some sort of poison. But now, you're thinking it could just be the heat. Hmm. So how do we kill something that might set us on fire if we touch it? Hey, 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 Doc, how'd you not get caught on fire when you hit it with your big tree? Like, how's your tree not burning? I, I, I'm just that awesome. I don't... Oh, no. I don't... They must have some kind of insane mastery over this stuff. <laughs> what are... I have insane mastery over yeah, this stuff. But... That's probably why I didn't burn. Sure. <laughs> I turned back to the rest <laughs> of the group. We are up against something we can't fathom. Oh, yeah, it's kind of given. Like, that's the way they sent us to investigate what's going on with these weird creatures that are blighted. I mean, you know. I think the only thing that's going to keep the forest safe is if we, and you'll pardon the expression, but slay the stars. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's the end. Uh, <laughs> and an asteroid crushes oh, me instantly. We win, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grant, your check is in the thank mail. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, after an evening of crazy realizations, um, is there anything that anybody else wants to do? No. Sleep. Okay. You all long rest. Nothing eats you in your sleep. I <laughs> believe you. Great. <laughs> Huzzah. Yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> A plus. Woo. <laughs> so, in the morning, you wake up, you have a little breakfast. What is your plan? How are you approaching this tree? What what are, are you just walt- waltzing in there? What, what are you doing? I say we just waltz in there. Just walk. The well, worm's the other way. Like, <laughs> he's going to like be a little sneaky about it, but like he's not going to not go. What's sneaky? It's this thing where like, and he just kind of sits and stands <laughs> up against the tree for a cup for like a minute or so. And then you just see him slowly fade out of sight. Whoa. I can't do that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I spent a minute just like piling branches and leaves in front of himself, leaning up against the tree, and then he kind of fades and looks like he's a bush, and he can't really tell he's there. That's more fun. All right. My wisdom score is the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that gives me a plus 10 on my already 
ridiculous high stealth. You just step behind the tree to be like, oh my god. <laughs> so we have Guzzlegorp going a little sneaky. Dr. Key is waltzing right in. Uh, Kit, how are you feeling? I'm like, this is my mecca, right? Mm-hmm, like, it is. So I'm 100% full faith going right in. Yeah. And Kit, just to, again, reiterate a a bit of this story that um, people who may not have heard, or I mean, this episode was 40 episodes ago, maybe don't remember. Um, The story behind this tree is that Kit's people, they believe that when they were brought here to Vela, this tree was transplanted here as well as a reminder of their previous home and as a way that someday they could potentially find a way home. So you're correct. This is like your, your Mecca. This is your origination point. This is the thing that you believe someday will allow you to return to the place where you belong. Roderick, what are your plans for how you are approaching this tree? Um, I think I'm going to go in a little slower, not necessarily stealth, but I'm not going to go in guns a blazing or all that. Kind of a healthy medium. Okay. And Milo. I am in a stealth. My my way okay. into this, actually, just because I've got a really high stealth here. So I'm just going to try and <laughs> keep myself as hidden as possible because I can do some 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 goofy shit from from afar. So if needed, I can just be like artillery support from the back. So let me just pull my yeah, uh, twenty five. Okay, uh, Guzzlegorp and Roderick also roll me stealth checks. Um, that is going to be a twenty two. Uh, fifteen. Okay. So the three of you are pretty stink, sneak. Yes, stinky. There you go. Sneaky. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I mean, this corp is pretty stinky. Yeah. Uh, you keep to the bushes, to the shadows, to the canopy, trying to cover your tracks. The walk there is fairly uneventful. You see some creatures watching you from the trees that look menacing that looks sickly birds missing feathers uh squirrels missing fur larger creatures that seem to come closer than they usually would as you approach the clearing where the tree is though dr key and kit you walk into the clearing and you see this tree this huge tree that's trunk in diameter is maybe 60 feet wide 80 feet tall, enormous canopy. And whereas in the past, everything about this place felt magical. It radiated this energy of life, of excitement. And up in the branches, you could see these twinkling lights that nobody could quite explain. There's none of that. All of that energy has been sucked out of this place. The bark on the tree looks dark and withered. And there are these huge cracks that run from the base the whole way up to the top. There are no leaves. Everything is completely skeletal. There are no leaves on this tree. Um, there are no leaves on the tree. Well, that's not normal. I'm going to drop to my knees. 
like right like as soon as I see it probably whale you said there's squirrels and stuff nearby you saw them on the way past is there anything near us right now if you'd like we can backtrack and you can talk to one of the creepy squirrels (laughs) sure I I just wanted (laughs) to see how long this has been like this that's a simple question I don't want a whole big uh, I don't want to ask too many questions so when so just roll me you're a warlock roll me a persuasion check let's see 13 26 so you try speaking to one of these squirrels and the responses you're getting are strange they seem confused at first they're like they don't understand what you're asking them and then all of a sudden they get really aggressive and will say things like, get away from me, get away from me, or, you know, you're not supposed to be here. And then they'll flash back towards saying things that are more like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, what do you mean? How has this been? But you don't get anything intelligible from them. It's almost like they've gone mad. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your time. What the fuck is happening right now? So, as you all enter this clearing, three of you stealthily, the other two not, I'm just going to have you all roll initiative, and we can discuss how things go as you enter here. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. Three. Twenty-five. Nineteen. Sam Heron guns. Wait, hold on. Uh, Roderick. Um, what did you say you got, Guzzlecorp? Uh, nineteen. I rolled probably my only natural twenty of the entire game, and it still does not go first. Roderick, (laughs) you are first. Sure. What's happening? Roll me a perception check. All right. Uh, 13. You do not see anything beyond what I've described. The tree looks dead and it is deathly quiet here. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna... Except for my sobs. Yeah, but except for Kit's wailing, yes. Does that... Fair enough. I, you're loudly wailing? And some of us are in not stealth? Like, <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm not yelling, okay. but I am, I am crying. I'm probably just going to get as close to the tree as I can. I'm not going to run up to it, but I'm still kind of seeing what's going on. Uh, basically a waste turn. Okay. You move up closer to it. Next up, uh, as you approach it, Roderick, you start to notice that there is something these within the cracks that are running up the bark there is something moving it almost looks like whatever is inside of the tree is shifting and you can see that the cracks as you approach and as it hears kit's sobs something is coming alive within this tree that's all you notice on this turn Dr. Key, it's your turn. I'm also just going straight 
up to the tree. Okay. Uh, how far? How far away am I? Listen, you can you close say? the distance. That's fine. Well, like, do I have enough distance to like get to the tree and start walking up of it, up it? Sure. <laughs> okay, so I use all my movement to just go up to the tree, and then use my spider climbing boots to just go vertically and start going <laughs> up the tree. Doctor Key, as you walk up to this tree and you put your foot on it to start walking up it, the bark that you press your foot into breaks away under your foot and slides off. And what you see under it is this fleshy colored material that is soft and hot and almost tentacly in nature. And as the bark slides off, you see whatever that is pulse a bit. <laughs> well, I turn around, walk the other way. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Are you actually doing that? <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. Dr. Key. <laughs> I just, I actually, I just <laughs> look over at Robert and go, nope. And then just walk back. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Okay. Milo, you're up. This, we'll say you saw this. Yeah, I was going to say, this is why <laughs> I'm against people coming into the woods. And in my professional <laughs> opinion, I think our only option here is kill it with fire. I am going to cast Flaming Sphere around the tree. Okay. So there's a, there's you do that. There's a, a sphere of fire appears around the tree and it's in the last for the duration of this initiative basically um any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere has to make a deck saving throw okay so just roll me the damage on this uh, so you had flaming sphere and we didn't try that i don't think flaming sphere does damage it's just, it's just a it's just a barrier flaming sphere i'm pretty sure it does damage Flaming well, it, sphere it, does it, damage. It does damage. Or do you mean wall? Oh, fire? because it's within a ha ha. I'm I'm a fool. Ignore me. <laughs> Seven. Okay. So you watch as the desiccated dried remains of what was this tree start to burn away with this spell. And underneath you see this column of absorbed creatures along with Whatever this is, whatever creature from beyond this could possibly be, uh, you can see things like rats and birds and deer and bears that have been pulled into this and made a part of it as this thing has completely absorbed the life force of the world tree. D I oh, shit. <laughs> Guzzlecorp, you're up. Okay. Um, just just for uh, just because I'm gonna use my primordial awareness ability here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a big old aberration. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't say. <laughs> um, Surprise! That, that, that's not true anymore. And um, then as a bonus action, right? oh no, as a regular action. Never mind. And then as a bonus action. I'm going to once again activate my Rhythm Tide, Writhing Tide, and fly up in the air 10 feet. Okay. You do so. 
Kit, you're up. Um, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to cast Guardian of Nature and become a great tree. Um, what this does, I I gain 10 temporary hit points. Um it buffs saving throws and um attack rolls made with uh dex and wisdom I have advantage on. Um the ground around me is difficult terrain for 15 feet. Um, but I my <clears throat> excuse me, my skin appears barky, leaves sprout from my hair. Um, you know, I look like a tree. Amazing. Love it. That's a bonus action. Okay, wait. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was my action. Okay, so for a four. Oh, crap. I thought that was my action. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It's in a ball of fire. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. It is, it is in a ball of fire. Uh, um, it's a sphere. <laughs> How big is the sphere, flaming sphere, though? What's that? How big is the flaming sphere? It is a five foot diameter. So not very big. The tree is what? Ooh, Enormous around the tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did its job. It caught um, the tree on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did do its job. It's a decaying yeah. tree. It's very flammable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the fleshy bits might not be. I actually, I don't have anything I can do in combination, and I want to keep the other, so that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do Fuck that. It. For my Fuck turn. it. Okay. At the end of Kit's turn, um, this thing lashes out psychically towards Milo, the one who burned it. And Milo, I need you to make me a DC 21 wisdom saving throw. Cool. I get advantage of that. Because I'm a gnome. <laughs> you said DC 21? Yes. 22. Oh, man. <laughs> Nothing happens. It's a save or suck. So you uh, you save and you feel this presence within your mind, Milo, and you immediately shut it out. And nothing bad happens to you. Hell yeah. Go gnomes, Top baby. Around. <laughs> Roderick, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to cast Shatter. And that's okay. going to be at fifth level. Okay. So I need a constitution saving throw on whatever the fuck's in the tree. Got a 19. That beats my DC, so this is going to be half of 30, so 15. Okay, 15 points of damage from the concussive boom of shatter. Anything else, Roderick? Uh, No, not at this time. All right. It is this thing's turn. Oh, uh, before I forget, I get mage armor for free every day. I would have cast that before we got here. Okay. Perfect. You got it. This thing is once again going to send a psychic attack out at Milo. Oh, come on. A different one. <laughs> That's a natural one and misses. And then it's going to send one of its tentacles. That's going to hit. That is a 30 to hit oh, uh, at Roderick. Jesus. 
Roderick, you're that's a bad roll. You're gonna take eight points of piercing damage and that's better. 19 points of acid damage as this tentacular arm whips out towards you and lashes onto your elbow, and you feel this. First, it's like the stinging pain of like these piercing needles, and then the acid starts to burn into your skin. Next up is Dr. Key. You know, I don't really often feel fear, but this is getting pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I guess guess we're fighting it. She'll turn back around <laughs> uh, in rage and just full-on sprint forward and try to stab her jagged piece of wood into this fleshy knot tree. Go for it. Uh, that's a 21 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. That is um, 14 slashing damage. Okay. Um, and that is a net 20. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> um, so that is 26, 27, 28, 29. And I get an extra die. Um, plus six more damage. All right. Um, and it's wounded. Okay. You managed to take two big swings at this. And at the end of your turn, it you see all the eyes on this pillar shift and look at you, <laughs> Dr. Key. And I need you to make me a DC 21 wisdom saving throw. For you, do nat 20s automatically succeed? Uh, yes, sure. Okay, because otherwise I can't make it. So I need a net 20. <laughs> so I have a negative two. <laughs> uh, nope, that is that is an eight. Okay, you are going to take... Thirty-two points of psychic damage. <laughs> yeah, I am. And you are um, stunned. My bunnies are going to help me and reduce that by 11. I don't know how, but they do. <laughs> you are stunned until the start of your next turn. Yay. <laughs> next up is Milo. Sure is. Uh, how far away from the, the unpleasantness am I? How far would you like to be away? Oh, God. I'm just... I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how close did yes. you get? It's up to you. Okay. Well... I love my, let's call it a cool, uh, fucking, uh, the fact, what the fuck is this? My range on this stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> call it a cool one within 120, at least. I can at least say that oh. much. <laughs> okay, cool. You're within 120. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with the safer option. We're, we're going back to kill it with fire. I'm casting Firebolt. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, okay. <laughs> and a one. And a two, holy shit, and a three, tw uh, 26. Yes, 26. Okay. You hit this thing with another fire spell as it ricochets up, and you see now that the branches that were up there are now dropping off, and there's almost nothing of the tree remaining. It's just this pillar of terrifyingness left. And the pillar didn't take the damage, it shot up. <laughs> 
No, no, oh, okay. it's it's definitely taking the damage. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I heard ricocheted up, and I was like, oh fuck, it's reflecting it. Okay, cool. You're good. Uh, Guzzlegorp, it's your turn. Cool. Um, Guzzlegorp, or we've actually going to fly only ten feet up in the air. Doesn't want to be on the ground. And then <clears throat> we're doing two attacks with my longbow, as well as a bonus action for Hail of Thorns. Go for it. Actually, wait. Does it look like the fire is affecting this thing more or less? It's fire. It's doing fire. Oh my god, fire. I forgot (laughs) that at the end of the turn, he takes 2d6 for being in the fucking cone. Oh, yes. It doesn't like it's taking any extra damage or any less damage. Let's just add a a cool. No, it seems fine. Add a cool six, whatever I did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, two attacks. Um, wow. That's a natural one on one and a natural 20 on the other. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so I think that natural one's going to miss because it's only going to be a 13. Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. Natural 20, that's going to hit. Yeah, it is. Um, Mm -hmm. Piercer, I get to add an extra die to this. Uh Mm Uh-huh, so that is... 6, 13, 6 makes 19, so 38 plus 6, so 44 points of piercing damage. Jesus. <laughs> All right. And my bugs are another 6 points of damage. And then please make me a dexterity saving throw. Uh-huh. It's actually really good. 19? That'll be a success. That's only half damage on my hail. Um, so that would be 11, 17. So half of 17 is eight. All right. And just for shitting it goes, I'm going to activate my fury, the small ability for my want for my short rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and deal an extra 12 points. Yeah. All right. Perfect. That listen, I wasn't <laughs> counting up. That was a lot of damage. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what, Describe to me what you did to make this attack. How how did you hit it this hard with these arrows? <laughs> Where did you hit it? Oh, hold on a second. Okay, that's how. Anyway, so, Guzzlegorp has like flat, it's like flown a little bit higher up in the air. So he's about 20 feet off the air. And he's like just shoot, lining down his longbow, looking, looking, looking. And he said there's a whole bunch of eyes all across this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he just shoots it straight in one of those eyeballs. Yes. Like, just straight down the middle of the iris. And when this happens, you all see this thing start to writhe and shift. Next up is Kit. All right. Um, I don't know how far I am from this tree, because I got up pretty close to it. But I don't know how close I got before. Um, I need to get within 10 feet, so... I will move within 10 feet. You do that. Um, And then I need you to make a con saving throw, please. That is a 13. It fails. Nice. All right. So you're, I'm poison spraying this tree. Okay. Um, Ooh. That is 23 points of damage. Okay. 
you did that thing. Um, and that's going to be my turn. All right, then. Uh, top of the round, Roderick. Um, you know what? Let's go for broke. Uh, I need a constitution saving throw. Circle of death. Why am I rolling such garbage? Uh, 15. Nope. Fails. You take yeah. Yeah. 26. I, I rolled like shit. 26 necrotic damage. What does your circle of death look like? Uh, it's kind of like a black hole just appears and then just pops away. <laughs> like this just black ether just and then nothing. I dig it. Then um, I'm backing up. Okay. <laughs> it is this thing's turn. And since Kit is so close, it is going to make all three of its attacks at Kit. At disadvantage. At disadvantage. That's a natural one. <laughs> that one. That one is a dirty 20 to hit. And the second one rolled 217, so that's going to hit as well. So, Kit, you are going to take... Um, plus 15. 40 points of piercing damage. You are resistant to it, so it's cut in half. So 20 points total. And then you are going to take... 33, but you're resisting it. So another 15 points of acid damage as three of these tentacle things lash out towards you, one sticking to each of your legs, one sticking directly in the center of your chest, and you feel these piercing needles and this acid seeping into your body. Dr. Key, it is your turn. Um, oh, it had to take sorry it was wounded so it took two necrotic damage you're also still okay. in my flaming sphere so make a dex save it is <laughs> make a con save too because that's how you get lee is all a whole bunch of things right now please uh, <laughs> okay con save is like 22 dex okay, save so is bad fail the dex save. sick you take 10 damage okay okay all right, so as I come out from being stunned, I'll just get even more mad and hit it two more times. Maybe. Uh, that is a 20, or a 17 to hit? 17 does not hit. Ooh. Um, 20 to hit. 20 does hit. Awesome. That will be uh, 14 damage. 15, all right. And it's wounded again. And it's wounded. Perfect. Next up. I'm just going to stand up. Be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Milo. I echo the sentiment of fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep firebolting. And it's my most powerful thing. This little... Dumb cantrip. Do it. <laughs> okay, 19 to hit. That is its armor class. Oh. 
Well then. <laughs> Some stuff catches on fire around it then. Yes. No, you hit it. Oh, that is. Oh, doy. Yeah, I, 19 hits. 19 hits. I, you're fine. I misunderstood. <laughs> so let's uh, just pretend I'm really good at this. <laughs> All right, at uh, 24 damage. So when you hit it with this fire, you see that it happens to catch this weird twisting crease of this thing. And as it does, the whole thing starts to shift and almost like tilt over like it's falling. It doesn't look good. What you're doing is having an effect. Uh, Next up. I, 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 I yell up to, to Goss and I'm like, did you see that thing move? Aim for that. <laughs> Guzzlecorp, it's your turn. Did I see that thing moving? You did, yeah. Cool, I'm going to aim for that and take two shots with my bow. Go for it. All right, we have, ooh, that is two 16s plus 12 on each for a total of 28. Yep, that'll hit. All right. You, so, listen, you don't have to roll damage. Describe what you're doing with your shots, and I'll tell you what happens. I don't like that. I do, to be clear. The last time we had this happen, we got damaged, so... I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you said like something on the ground started writhing upwards, right? Yes. Cool. So it goes to like, ah, yeah, I can shoot that. And he like sits there and takes aim and he likes, like, he's just like grabs two arrows at once, does a double knock, pulls it back, ah, boom, lets it loose. And um, they just sink straight down, like one right next to the other. Just the usual, his bugs start swarming all over the little lump in the ground where that thing came out of rhythm. Okay. When you do that, the the whole pillar goes. It, there's like a there's like a wave, like a wriggle that rides up, and then like a balloon, it pops, explodes. Gross. This this mixture of this black and red disgusting sludge goes everywhere. I need you all to make me dexterity saving throws. Of course. Three. Oh, but with my modifier, five. Eighteen. Seventeen. Uh, that is a twelve. So anybody who rolled under 21 is going to take 52 points of fire damage as you are coated in whatever this was. Anybody who managed to roll higher than that takes half, so you'll take 26. Did anyone manage? (laughs) My lucky. What'd you say? I think it passed at 21. 21, yes. All right, I'm going to use my lucky footwork to see if I get it. I rolled insanely high on that damage, just so everybody Yeah, you did. But I rolled a 21. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> you will take half. Glad I had that. Healing. Also, I'm no longer a tree because I can't hold that concentration. I can't make up for that damage <laughs> no matter what I do. Okay, no longer a tree. Done. Um, yep, yeah, that would kill my hail of thorns as well because of concentration. Okay, yes. So... 
what happens when you so so everybody you got hit with this sludge you're burning you're trying to scrape this off of you you're all panicked what are your what are your reactions in this moment fuck stop drop and roll <laughs> need to kill it <laughs> dr key it's interesting you say that because you passed the deck save so you saw what was coming and you managed to use your wooden plank somehow to block it to shield yourself <laughs> whatever you do and as your compatriots are rolling on the ground trying to get this off of them you look and there are bits of this thing lying all about you but there's also this giant hole in the ground that looks like a crater and as you approach it the hole just goes down further and further and Hmm. further you can't see the bottom cool (laughs) and nifty The rest of you eventually stop burning, stand up. You're all alive, I'm assuming. You come over. You see the hole. This is the end of the one shot, but I need to know, what are you all doing? Are you go down the hole. You're going to go down the hole? (laughs) I can walk along the edges. And you get a prestidigitation, and you get a (laughs) prestidigitation, and you get a (laughs) prestidigitation. Yeah, like... Gilgorp will kind of look over at Doc's. Ah, I, don't, I don't like this. Let's go and uh, start going down the hole with them. I, I put my hands up and I look at everyone and I go, <laughs> "No, we did what we came here to do. <laughs> I'm going back. I am not risking anything else. That absolutely not." Plus, Milo has a date. I have a, you can't go die in that hole. We didn't say date. <laughs> <laughs> but blushes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna put my hand on Milo's shoulder, um, tell them our story, and I'm jumping in the hole after them. And Roderick, what are you doing? <sighs> Milo, I <sighs> I think I've been I think I've been alive too long. And if I die here, I think it'll be okay. I'll remember you. And he's gonna take his talisman off and give it to Milo. Just stay safe now, you hear? I'll do my best. And Gilda Gorp will uh, also give Milo here. Um and he hands Oh that that's okay. Awesome. Gosh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got it, buddy. Yeah, this, this is the Safon's. He's been with me the longest. He's very special. Please take care of him. I can speak to small beasts, so I go, hello, Alphonse. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess I'm in charge of you. (laughs) Just plop him on my shoulder. All right. All right. Props up to burrow in your ear. (laughs) (laughs) Immediate regret. Immediate regret. I'm going home. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) this. So, Milo, you start a very lonely journey back to the outpost to let everyone know what you found, that whatever that thing was is still out there, that there's a giant worm monster still out there, that four of the bravest people from your community have probably gone to their doom to uncover the truth of what's happening. The rest of you are going in the hole. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's where we're ending for today. You guys, thank you 
so much. Thank you, Leah. Thank you for running. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Um, the the three of you that aren't us, uh, Grant, we'll start with you because I know that you've got to get going. Yeah. Uh, Again, tell us where they can find Game Master Monday because everybody loves it. It's one of my favorites. Everyone loves it. Come check out Game Master Monday. We play a different one-shot and a different system every single episode of a different cast. You may even see some familiar faces from this very one-shot on it. In fact, I think everyone <laughs> is going to be on it very soon. Um, you can find us everywhere you enjoy podcasts. We're also on Twitter at Game Master M-O-N. And Instagram at Game Master Monday. Yay. Thank you, Grant. Thank you. And Kay, tell us about Dude, Where's My Drift? Where can we find it? So, uh, Dude, Where's My Drift is a Starfine actual, actual play podcast. You can find us on just about any major podcasting app that you like to stream from. We also do live streams every other Monday at 8 p.m. Uh, GMT minus four or five, whatever Eastern Standard Time United States is at twitch.tv slash DWMD podcast, which is also our handle on Twitter and Instagram. So you can find us there today. Hi, what's up? And, you know, check out the show. Yay. And Andy, you have everything at the Homebrew <laughs> Network. So tell us about the things that uh, you're excited about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first off, you can find all of our shows. We have four at actualplaypods.com. Um, they're everywhere you can find your podcasts. Um, you can find mine, Power Word Fail, um, and listen to Pickle Pickles also do Reckless Things. <laughs> um, those episodes drop every um, Tuesdays. We also, I also have to pitch out, we just did our first Kickstarter, um, which was a success. Yes, it um, was. For Mythcraft, which is a whole new TTRPG that's going to be a pretty pretty chunky system, a little bit more chunkier than D&D. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, so you can find all of those things um, at the Homebrew Network and um, mainly follow our Twitter, which is at the Homebrew D&D. Heck Yeah. Please, everybody, check all of these people out. They are amazing. There is a reason that I invited them here today. As always, we are Slay the Stars. You can find us at slaythestars.com. There's links to everything there. Um, thank you all so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Just wanted to give another quick shout-out to Andy, Grant, and Kay for joining us for this very special episode of What Lurks in the Woods. We love you guys, and thank you so much for coming and joining us. We really, really appreciate it. We hope you guys all enjoy this. Now, to business. Starting during this summer season, Slay the Stars will be switching from a weekly release schedule to every other week. Life has gotten pretty busy for us over here at STS, and this will keep us from burning out. And so we can continue to provide Slay the Stars productions at our highest level of quality. Uh, so we very much thank you for your understanding during this time. Now, as of right now, this is just for the summer season. We will readdress this come fall, but for the time being, this will be every other week. So to reiterate, our next episode will air on June 13th, and we have a special guest. I didn't, I didn't say it. I swear. I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Intro music by Isaac Viers. Character designs by Cam Gonzalez. Produced by Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer Jen Kearney and audio engineer Arthur Polino.